Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Tomorrow night, 8 p.m., the Edmonton Oilers, the Vegas Golden Knights will have the pregame show. Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown, myself, Jack Michaels, Cam Moon, Brennan Escott, all part of the Oilers Radio Network, beginning at 6.35. Earlier uh, that day at Rogers Place at 2 o'clock, the Edmonton Oil Kings play their last game of the regular season at home. they got a home-and-home this weekend to close things out. It's been a rebuilding year for the Oil Kings after having four really good years in a row, which culminated with the WHL Championship last year. And, of course, the year before that, uh, we didn't have a W. Actually, the two years before that, we didn't have a WHL Championship played for. We welcome back to the show Edmonton Oil Kings GM, Kurt Hill. Hello, Kurt. How are you doing? Doing well, Bob. How are you? Good. Uh, Look, the record is what it is. It's not pretty. Uh, nine wins this season. You guys had 50-plus wins last year. You could have won the Memorial Cup any one of the, the three previous years before this season. How has your group collectively dealt with what's been a full-blown rebuild this year? Well, I think, you know, there's there's ups and downs with, with everything. I think the biggest thing for us this year has been, as a staff, you know, keeping keeping the players positive. And, um, you know, for me as a manager, is, was with the, with the kids was being pretty fully transparent through the entire year uh you know when we decided to start uh moving players out to to recoup picks and add some younger players to our lineup you know it was just uh, the transparency and letting them know you know what the what the goal is here moving forward and, and trying to build that championship team here again down the road now unfortunately uh i mean you guys are you you're going to come in last in the in the in the western hockey league but you don't own your own first-round pick because you traded it for Caden Gooley a year ago. That said, you do have a first-rounder in this year's draft. Is that right? Yeah, we we acquired a first-round pick in the uh, the Jakob Demick trade to, to Kamloops, which was previously uh, uh, they had acquired that pick from Regina. So we do have Regina's first-round pick, which should be uh, you know anywhere from 11 to 13, depending on what happens this weekend. And then we have a, a second-round pick and. Uh, Four third round picks. So, uh, and at the end of the day, is it still? I mean, are there strategic advantages, or not strategic, but are there advantages for a market size of Edmonton? Does that help you, you know, re- recruit? Because you got a high pick in the European draft coming up. But is it easier to recruit players in the European draft or the American draft when you're at Edmonton and you're playing in a state of the art building with, you know, I would assume the best dressing room in major junior hockey? Well, I certainly think it does. I mean, the the import draft. I mean, we've we attracted some pretty pretty good players to come here after we've picked them, and they they've shown up. You know, I haven't had anyone in that draft not report. So I think in that regard, uh, you know, picking third overall this year in that draft, we're, you know, we're pretty optimistic. We can add a real real impactful player that would come in and help right away next year. And uh, you know, in the U.S. draft, obviously last year with us having the first overall pick and uh, committing Blake Fiddler to come to come play for us here, and him entering the lineup next year is is very promising for the group and um, another top six pick we'll find out where we pick next week in the, in the u.s draft this year uh and here's where i mentioned to the listeners just to put things in perspective off your team last year that went 50 14 and 4 uh your top 14 scores are gone from that team they're no longer with the team so it is literally a whole uh, uh new team uh, and and you're led actually offensively by a 16-year-old and Gavin Hodnett, who's got 42 points this year. Smaller guy, maybe uh, give us a you know what have you seen in his progression and development during the course of the year? 
yeah, you know, the biggest thing about Gavin, even when we picked him, we knew he was not probably not going to get any bigger than 5'9", maxed out. But his hockey sense, his IQ out there is, you know, it's it's very elite. Uh, so he's not the biggest guy, but he's one of the smartest on the ice. And he's always grown up in minor hockey, knowing how to play the game small and put himself in, in good situations on the ice. So um, I've been extremely impressed with him considering, you know, the record of our team and how, how long of a year it has been for players. He, he hasn't slowed down at all, which has been, you know, very impressive for him. And, um, and you know what, at the end of the day, he's, uh, he's the guy leading the charge. And um, at 16, that's not easy to do when you're, you're getting those tough matchups every night. So I think there's a, a bright future ahead here for Gavin. One guy you liked that you talked about earlier, and then you were joined by Kurt Hill, the GM of the Edmonton Oil Kings. Uh, that's Wojtek Port, but he didn't finish the season healthy, did he? No, Wojtek uh, unfortunately uh, hurt his shoulder, and he he wasn't able to finish the season. Uh, you know, so he was shut down in February. We had uh, uh, Pilling was shut down. He broke his ankle in January. Luca Hoff had to get shut down. So we've had uh, we got four players right now that uh, over the last two months have been shut down and end of the season to end their seasons with injury. And uh, yeah, the injury bug has kind of followed us around here a little bit the second half. But with that. Uh, but the year it is, and, and that, it gives lots of our young guys opportunities. I think a lot of our affiliate players have played over 10 games apiece, so them entering our lineup next year's first year is hopefully a little bit of an easier transition for them. You've only got one 19-year-old on the team right now uh, that could come back potentially, I think, as a 20. Are you going to be in the market to upgrade uh, your squad using some of those extra picks you have further around by, by you know getting an impactful 20-year-old, maybe a couple guys that can score up front or a guy that can defend on D? No, certainly we'll be in the 20-year-old market next year. And, uh, you know, we got two open spots right now. So we'd, uh, we'd love to obviously add two 20-year-olds to help our group next season. And, um, yeah, once this one's over, it'll be, you know, once teams start getting eliminated from the playoffs, you know, lots of conversations on the 20-year-olds will begin to heat up. And um, we definitely plan to be one of the teams in that market. Now, you do have an impactful American player coming in, Verdon Fiddler's son, right? That's right, Blake, yep. And he's, uh, what is he, like a 6'2", 6'3", right shot D? Yeah, right now he's 6'3", right shot D, I'm about 185 pounds. Um, who knows, I think he's going to still grow more. You know, I could see him getting the 6'4", 6'5", which, you know, Vern is only about 5'11", so he gets the, he definitely gets the height from somewhere else in the family, but he's, uh, you know, he's a, very, he's a special player and looking forward to getting him into our lineup. He's had the opportunity to come up here and spend a couple weeks with our group and practice and, and be around and you can just see uh, what he brings on the ice already when he comes up here and he's, you know, it's never easy to play the league at 16 but he's an elite player and looking forward to getting him All in right. with our group. Yeah, no question. You're watching uh, the proceedings out of Quebec with some interest there and obviously it's a different situation given the amount of money that the Quebec government gave specifically to the Quebec-based teams in the QMJHL. Just regarding the fighting, I mean, um, I mean, educate our listeners here, Kurt. Is GM of the Edmonton Oil Kings? Is that is there that much scrapping uh, anymore in the the Western? I mean, certainly it's not like the days of the the new Westminster Bruins in the nineteen seventies or the Prince Albert Raiders in the mid eighties. But there there still are occasional tilts in your league, are there not? Well, there certainly are. You know, I think probably every second game, every third game, you'll you'll see a fight that's that happens in the league. I think, you know, what you never see anymore is a lot of the stage fighting at stuff off face offs and that it's very, very rare. Yet you'll see that happen anymore. And any multiple fight situations, geez, I don't even, I can't even remember one in my five years here that we've even been a part of. So it's, uh, you know, a lot of those, uh, a 
lot of those stages and multiple fights are not even really associated with the game anymore. It's that's you know that's those heat of the moment, the heat of the battles type stuff that uh, still does happen on on occurrence. How have you guys matched up? You got Calgary for a home and home to close out the uh, regular season. How have you matched up against them this year? You know, it's, uh, we've played well against Calgary. Obviously, a rival, and we, we, two of our nine wins are against them. Um, yeah, so looking forward to the weekend. These are important games for them. They're still trying to, you know, they're pretty close to being in, but they're still trying to solidify themselves as a, as a playoff team. So, uh, yeah, there's something on the line in these games. And, again, our guys want to finish off the season the right way. So, um, you know, they'll put their best foot forward. Uh, and what happens for you and your staff once the regular season's over? Yeah, next week we'll start exit meetings here with our players and, and get everybody kind of uh, in the right focus and mindset heading into the summer. And, um, you know, and then the coaching staff will do their season debriefs. And um, for myself and our director of scouting, Michael Chan, and our area scouts, it's we're pretty much full-on scouting from now until uh, the draft on May 10th and 11th. All right, great stuff. Kurt, thanks for joining us all season long. We'll touch base in and around the draft, okay? Thanks a lot, Bob. Appreciate it. You bet. That is Edmonton Oil Kings general manager, Kurt Hill. We are going to go to the Oilers Now Injury Report. It's presented daily by our friends at James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. James H. Brown are proud supporters of the Edmonton Oilers, the Edmonton Elks, and the University of Alberta Golden Bears. Ryan McLeod skated today. He was in the baby blue jersey. Doesn't look like he'll be going tomorrow. Uh, Ryan Murray remains out. Dylan Holloway, by the way, a uh, good chance he sees action this weekend down in San Jose. Bakersfield plays Saturday night and Sunday day. I don't know if he's going to play both games. Uh, the Vegas Golden Knights are the Oilers' opponent, and uh, they announced earlier today that three players have gone back home. Uh, number one goaltender Logan Thompson got uh, hurt, a tweak against the Calgary Flames, and they've sent Alec Martinez, a top four defenseman, and Riley Smith, a top six forward, back to Vegas as well. We'll take a quick timeout, come back with this day in Oilers history. You're listening to Oilers now. So we wrap up this week's worth of shows for you. Start your vehicle journey at Brent Ridge Ford, the dealer that doesn't forget about you after your purchase. If you value fair treatment and full transparency, call Uncle Belt Rich Johnny. And the gang, 780-352-6048. Brent Ridge Ford is a 12-time President's Diamond Club Award winner for customer satisfaction. Brent Ridge Ford is your Ford truck authority on the... Auto Mile in Wetaskiwin, and in Wetaskiwin, cars cost less in Wetaskiwin. Royal Pizza, pizza, pasta, and so much more. And Edmonton owned an operator for over 50-plus years, and they're still making it great. they got the brand-new Canadian Club Pizza with ham, chicken, bacon, ranch, and fresh tomatoes. Visit royalpizza.ca. 15 locations in the Edmonton area for you. All right, we're going to go to Listing and Orders History. It is presented by New West Travel. Again, you can fly a private charter for a five-day golf getaway to Pinehurst, North Carolina in October. Details at newwesttravel.com. Here's Brendan Escott. In 1998, the Oilers acquiring uh, defenseman Yanni Ninema at the trade deadline for Dan McGillis and a second-round draft pick. He played 399 regular season games over six seasons in Edmonton from 98 through 02, 03, uh, and then was traded to the New York Islanders, Ninema was, for Brad Isbister and Rafi Torres. There you go. Uh, he was uh, like a hard rock fan, like a thrash rock, thrash metal, whatever they used to call that back in the day. That's big in Finland, I think, so that, that checks out. Yeah. Uh, 
Steve Sandor, we've had him on the show a couple times, a guy that's uh, really knows soccer, uh, ended up becoming buddies with uh, Ninema. And he was, a, he was a good defenseman back in the day. Earlier in the show, we were asking you, are you disappointed if the Flames ultimately can't reel in a playoff spot? This text comes in on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Bob, I'm a true diehard Oilers fan, and I thoroughly enjoyed the Battle of Alberta last year. However, the stakes were just too high when it comes to a playoff battle of Alberta, and hockey is too random of a sport. Even though I'm super confident that the Oilers are a better team and should be able to handle the Flames, the risk is not worth the reward. My head would explode if they managed to beat us in the playoffs. So yes, I was cheering for the Golden Knights last night, even though we are chasing them. I'd rather finish in the last wild card spot than have Calgary even sniff a playoff berth. There you go. That's a text that comes in on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Reed Wilkins has inside sports tonight, Brendan. What's he got shaking? It's looking like a fluid show this evening. There you go. Fluid show for Reed Wilkins. Uh, we'll have the face-off show for you tomorrow at 6.35. Puck drop, 8 o'clock. Edmonton and the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, Brendan will be hosting an abbreviated show for an hour on Monday as uh, 6.30 Chad will be carrying the funeral of Travis Jordan and Brett Ryan, the two police officers. Uh, who were killed in the line of duty. That's coming up on uh, Monday. So we'll have a, I think we'll be live from 12 to 1 with several cut-ins, and then uh, we'll be carrying the funeral from 1. Have a wonderful weekend, everybody, and stay safe.